This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there. Welcome to episode 137 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Sedita. Today, we're joined by Chris Perry. He is the owner of Our Dream Kitchen. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. If you're not familiar with what the Good Neighbor Podcast is, we got started back in 2020 as a way for business owners and entrepreneurs like you to get your brand out to the community when everybody had to be socially distant, when we couldn't meet with people. It was just a way to get the message out there. And now in the last four years, it's evolved into a national podcast. We're from Virginia to Denver and a bunch of places in between. I'm fortunate enough to be the guy in Tampa that gets to talk to folks like you. And with that said, tell us a little bit about uh, our dream kitchen. Okay, so we're a one-stop showroom. We have all your cabinets. We have all your flooring. We have countertops, all your sinks, handles, knobs, faucets. So we have developed a one-stop showroom out there at a very competitive price. So and- you don't... You don't have to bring samples around the six, seven different locations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a hassle to match stuff up and figure out. So let me ask you a couple of quick questions. So from that, where is your showroom located? So we're on the Park Road exit off of I-4, right on the side of HCC. And if you don't know where that is, it's pretty much in the middle of the Ford dealership and the Chevy dealership on Park Road. Okay, what exit What exit would I get off at on 4? So the it's the Park Road exit. Oh. So one second. I call we got all in. sorts of bells and whistles going off. I'm waiting for balloons to come down from the ceiling. So, <laughs> so, so the, the other question I have is from a technology standpoint, is there a way to, like, is it is it automated? Does somebody come in and have an idea? Do they get on a computer at the showroom or are they manually going around and saying, I like this, I like that, or are they putting it all together? So the first step is let me come to the showroom. So you'll be able to select everything here, select your cabinets. Uh, If you are replacing flooring and everything, you can take those samples outside where we have all the slabs. We have about 200 slabs right there. Once when you make your selection, I am the only showroom that I actually know of that would actually go to your house and design in-home on the computer. So before I leave, you get to see what your kitchen will look like. Wow. Okay, so let me ask you this then. From a from a trending, like I know I lived in an older home where everything was still that 18 by 18 tile, those big tile type things. Um, is the trend going more to like vinyl flooring in kitchens? Like what is what are you seeing happen more and more? Vinyl was stepping up very big. Uh, it does look like it is going to start stepping back again. So we okay. have new products coming back. Uh, actually coming in, and it does look like, believe it or not, laminate flooring is going to start coming back a little bit more. Really? So, so laminate, like, like, see, when I think of laminate, again, I'm, I'm old, you know, it's, I think of the old peel and stick laminate type thing. You're not talking no. about that. You're talking about tongue and groove, like plank flooring. Yes, correct. And is not- it... Our stuff would be about three eighths, half an inch thick, so it's a nice thick product. So, and is it because it's more cost effective? Is it easier use? Is it easier to? Because I know when I was looking at it, I did it in a house in 
Georgia before I moved here, like the that that um it's kind of like the it's like the fake wood flooring type of deal. Yeah. And it was like it's, waterproof. It's like like they, they yeah. showed me a promo of it being underwater. Is that the same type of stuff we're talking about? Yeah, so that is your luxury vinyl floor. So yes, that is a hundred percent waterproof. Wow. So, so and then it, the other floors that we're talking about, the laminate floors, that is gonna be a water resistant floor. Gotcha. And are people going to the laminate just from a strictly a cost basis? It's running them pretty close to about the same price. Really? All right. So, uh, one of the problems with the luxury vinyl floors is just how thin they are. And they some of the cheaper brands will start to cup. So okay. that right there has been given a bad name out to the luxury vinyl floors, which is why they're starting to look a little bit more back into the laminate floor. So is the trend completely away from tiling a floor unless you're in like a $900,000 home? Is that kind of going away? Nope. Nope. We still have a lot of that too. Lot so of yeah, we're actually, most of our stuff in our showroom is actually commercial rated. It's a certified, rectified, certified, perfect tile. So some of our competitors, which I don't think it's right to put their names out, but a lot of our major box stores are actually getting seconds and thirds. And some of the names out there, some of the big companies, you'll be surprised who are buying seconds and thirds and putting them out there. So it'll be tile that's not cut straight. There'll be a print problem. So right. we have that. All our stuff is going to be a premium, perfect product. Uh, product. So let me ask you this. One of the questions, and it, it's not as bad as it is. So well, let me back up. How long have you guys been in business? So I actually been self-employed since 2000 in construction. Uh, I did go from sheds, garages with Lowe's and Home Depot, started doing my own home improvement business. That was about 20 years ago. Uh, that's when I was doing bathrooms, a lot of flooring, drywall and all that kind of stuff. This company right here, our dream kitchen, I opened up about 12 years ago. Okay. So <clears throat> the reason I asked that is, I know at one point in the last three or four years, supply chain was like a major, major issue. You couldn't, you couldn't get materials. Is that still something that's going on? Did costs go up and never came back down? What's going on with that? So as far as cabinets, we were still running about 75% in stock. So, I mean, we were still doing really good with that. Prices did go up and prices, well, they kind of stayed there. Uh, as far as baseboard and flooring, those prices have actually stopped dropping down. And for the first time, baseboard is actually at pre-COVID prices. Oh, wow. Yes, I was pretty surprised by that. So I bought four miles of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the funny thing is, like, you know, I, I, listen, I'm not a construction guy. I, I don't know the construction industry. I don't know any of that. I have a good friend who works for a big, uh, you know, huge flooring franchise or that type of thing. But, like, <clears throat> the, the biggest expenses in people's homes are the kitchen. And the bathroom, right? Like fixing those up is generally the biggest expense. And when like one of those things happens where like, oh, it's a supply chain issue. And now the prices just never come back down when the stuff is readily available. It just adds to, you know, just adds to this expense. That's something that was already kind of expensive. When you look at when you meet with somebody and you do that initial conversation, are you saying to them like, 
do they lead with a budget range and you kind of fit a program together for them based on the budget range? Or do you just kind of let them like uh, the old Sears wish book catalog go and pick out all the stuff they love and then come back and say, Hey, it's going to be X, Y, and Z. Yeah, pretty much. Tell me what you want. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to do the design for you. I'll put the bells and whistles. If somebody does come back and say, Whoa, that's a little bit more than I was expecting. We will start backing things out. Uh, I mean, crown molding, door panels, and stuff like that. It does add right. some price. So, but once when you start comparing custom cabinetry, we're running about half the price compared to some of the major box stores. We're running 30, 40% less than them. All our stuff is all solid wood and 10 year warranty, soft close, Cobb 2 compliant. So, I feel like our stuff is better than most of the box stores at a much better price point. Okay, so let me ask you this question then. If I'm a consumer listening to this saying, well, how you know, how the heck does Chris do it? What is it just because you don't have the overhead of a big box store? Or do you buy, do you have certain channels to buy the materials at a, a lower cost per? Like, how do you do it? So now compared to uh, Lowe's Home Depot, so they are another middleman. You're adding another guy getting paid to the process because all that stuff is getting subbed out even through them. You're just cutting out one of the middlemen by coming to us. Okay. So we, we do have our own showroom. We have full displays. We've set it up in a way that when somebody comes here, they feel like it's in their house. So we do have our showroom. However, the business is paid off. So because that, I don't have to charge enormous rates just to make sure my lights are staying on or make the next payment. So, I mean, that, that's a big advantage. That's good for people to know when they're looking at this stuff because it does get expensive. I mean, it, and any little spot where you could save a few hundred bucks or a thousand dollars or something like that, when you're doing a project of this, mm -hmm. you know, that size, it's, it's, you know, it's vital. So let me ask you this. I mean, it's just, you know, us, you know, us girls talking here, what, like, what is the average cost? If I if I want to gut a kitchen and redo my entire kitchen, I always think in my head it's like twenty to forty thousand dollars. Is that like a is that like a like top of the line, or is it like is there like what is the range you're generally looking at to do a kitchen? So, yeah, our kitchens are starting out somewhere around twelve, and it's all going to depend on size and uh, what products right. they're going in with. Uh, we have other jobs. We've got a $50,000 kitchen coming up. We have, we just finished another $50,000 project that was including bathrooms and everything. So there's a big range in average kitchen for us, say about 17 to about 20. So, okay. So that's not that bad. I mean, I, it's, it's less than I had in my head thinking about it. And I guess that's just because, <clears throat> like I said, I really don't know. Like I, the, the last time I remodeled the kitchen uh, was probably 25 years ago, and I was doing it on a shoestring budget, having everybody do all sorts of stuff. So I, I didn't have that, you know, I like putting different stuff down to make it work, to fit into an old, old house to make it happen. Um, well, a friend of mine always said, if you're the cheapest one around, you'll sell three times as much and make more money than the guy that is charging more. So, you know, it's funny. It's funny you say that. So like my brother, <clears throat> my brother did like, um, like, you know, like a, like Best Buy has the geek squad where they fix your yeah. computer and do all that stuff. My brother did that before there was a geek squad, like, you know, years and years ago. And he was yeah. killing himself. His rate was the lowest rate there was. He was killing himself mm -hmm. working all these hours. And a friend of his said, listen, 
tomorrow, send an email to every one of your clients telling them your rate is doubling immediately. And he's like, I can't do that. I'm going to lose half my business. And he was like, yeah, that's the idea. You're going to lose half your business. They're going to pay for your service because it's a premium service. And you're going to work less time and make the same amount of money. And it took my brother a few years to kind of get up the gumption to be able to say, hey, look, I'm going to make this change. But when he did, it worked out. And anybody that came in after that, they were paying more. They were getting the quality of service. So you get what you pay for. I mean, but sometimes you just got to operate on that. I think I, I think I was a newlywed and I think I maybe had like a $3,000 budget. I had my friends with hammers and nails and I was paying them in beer. So uh, what you're doing is much more premium than what I was doing for sure. Yes, we've gotten awards for top level of design. We got awards for best of uh, community service. We got all kinds of awards. So. So, let me ask you, so let me ask you this. How many crews are you running at a given time? Because I am the main guy overseeing everything. Right now, we have one install install crew, and that's it. Wow. So, okay. So, yeah, I'm always running around. I'm doing all the design. I'm in the office a lot. I also want to make sure I can get all that to the job site, make sure everything's going to my expectations. Yeah, your phone's ringing off the hook. We see that. That's yeah. I get it. You're busy. So let me ask you this. From a service area standpoint, like, do you guys service all of Tampa, Hillsboro, Pinellas, Pasco, or do you stay away from Pinellas and avoid some of that traffic? Uh, we do stay away from uh, Pinellas. Uh, we, yeah, um, I like to stay. I like to stay away from Pinellas too, but for a totally different set of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are mainly doing all the Tampa, Plant City area, a lot out in Lakeland. We do work with the general contractor, so we do get up into the Zephyr Hills area and stuff like that with him. So. But not as far out into Pasco, like Odessa and Newport Ritchie and out that way. It's too far. Have we done it? Yes. Got to be the right job. I really don't want to drive that far. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm going out there myself back and forth. I have my installers going out there. I have my granite fabricator going out there. So, I mean, it's a lot of driving. So, we do try to stay 30 or so miles from the showroom. I gotcha. So let me ask you this. I mean, you're, you're clearly been doing this for you know over 20 years. You've been in the, in the contracting, construction, trades business. When you are not answering the phones and going on jobs and doing it, what do you like to do to get out for fun? I mean, you're, you're a fisherman. You like to hunt. You like to boat. What do you do? Well, I'm a cruiseaholic. <laughs> What's your preferred line? Uh, Norwegian. Norwegian. Okay. I'm a Royal Caribbean guy. Norwegian, and I've been to 33 countries already, got about 15 more booked, been all the way from the South Pole, down from Argentina, uh, Antarctica, all the way up to the North Pole, up to the Arctic Circle, through Iceland and everything. Wow, man, that's awesome. So let me ask you, I got questions on that now. So are, are, <laughs> these, all, are these all Norwegian? Yes, everything I do is with Norwegian. So Okay, so... What's the longest one you've been on? Well, Antarctica, I think, was 14 days. We did cross the Panama Canal. I think that was pushing 16 days. Uh, yeah, we've done some long ones. I think it was about 12 days when we went up through uh, the Arctic Circle and up through uh, Iceland. So, so, what, we got- so, so well, I, I, when, I, when I was married to my first wife, our honeymoon was through the Panama Canal. And I'm of a certain age where I remember the love boat when the love boat went through the Panama Canal and it seemed so fast and cool. It was the most boring day of my life going through the Panama Canal, just waiting and locks and clicking and back. But it was cool to see it. But 
when you go to like when you go to like the Arctic Circle, what time of year are you doing that? Because like Titanic got taken out by one iceberg. How how are you like going through that area of the the world? Uh, that was in June. In June. All right. Yep. So what is the climate like? Is it still sixty? To, I mean, it's it's like in the fifties, sixties. We had what? snow. Yeah, it's we, snow. We had snow, and mind you, somehow they managed to lose our luggage on our flight. So here we are, Florida boys, going out to Arctic Circle in nothing but a t-shirt. Oh my God, so, that's crazy! Luckily, Norwegian stepped up and they gave us a little suitcase. They gave us sweatshirt. They gave us a jacket and stuff like that. But let me tell you something: what happens at that point? You'll walk around the ship. You got a Norwegian T-shirt, Norwegian sweatshirt, Norwegian jacket, and uh, Norwegian luggage. Guess how many questions we get? Where is this on the ship? Where yeah, is of course that? you work on the boat. Yeah, you work on the boat, of course. So <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So let me ask you this question then. So like, when you go on these trips, is it just a couple people? Is it a family? Like, how, Who all is going on these trips? So it depends. So, I mean, we've gone as much as uh, 22 people. Wow. So most time it's only a few of us. Right now we have a foreign exchange kid. So uh, we actually brought him down through the Panama Canal. So he really gets to enjoy that. Uh, we had the foreign exchange kid last year, a different kid. And we brought him down through Aruba and Jamaica and everything. So. Wow. So let me ask you this question then. Are you <clears throat> like, what's the biggest ship you've been on? Because Royal has these two ships that have just come out that they look ridiculous. I mean, they look. It looks like a city on the water. I, I, what's the biggest Norwegian ship you've been on? Uh, I want to say probably the Bliss. I've been on so many, I've lost track, honestly. But that's what I was going to say. Doesn't it all run together? After a while, yes. And I have done Royal Caribbean, too. So, yeah, all right. The, so, Blue the Sea, I think it was that I did. So, you said you have. How many booked? I think you said 12, 12 more booked? Uh, we have about 15 more countries booked on four different cruises. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so it's four cruises, 15 countries. So you've been yeah. to Europe, you've been to Mediterranean, you've been to the, all these. Where's the, like, what's the next stop that you're like, I got to hit this spot? Like, where's the go-to uh, destination? Next one is going to be Japan through South Korea. Uh, we have another one that's going to be doing Puerto Rico down to Barbados. We have another one that is going to be Lisbon, Portugal, up to Ibiza, and then in Barcelona. That sounds cool. That one sounds cool. And then, uh, well, we're going to that country where the elephants and the monkeys talk. I saw the movie, so I know it's real. Madagascar. Madagascar, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to cut all the way down to uh, South Africa, down to uh, Cape Town. All right, so that that stretch of area, isn't that like Captain Phillips' country with hijackers and stuff? Well, I always look at the bright side, so I'm going to go out and do what I want. <laughs> On the bright side, if I do die, I don't have to pay taxes anymore. You, you, it's a, that is a fair assessment. You, will not have, you won't have to pay your, your port fees to get in and out of that next port. <laughs> yeah. Well, that all would have been paid prior, but... <laughs> well, right. Well, you don't have to worry about it because you won't have to pay for it. So, all right. So that is really cool. So you're a cruiser. So you're you definitely into that. I, I actually was thinking of going on a cruise uh, for spring break, but we had a change of plans and we know we're not going to go on it. But I do like cruises 
some people give them a bad rap, you know, get, you know, like, oh, you got to be on the boat and it's, you know, all these people, it's a herd mentality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I have always had a good time on a cruise. And the thing I always like about it is if you want to do nothing, you can literally just go <laughs> and do nothing. If you want to go to every excursion possible, you go to every excursion possible. I will tell you the worst cruise experience I had. My ex-wife, we get on the boat. She says, all right, I'm going to book an excursion. I'm like, great. We're in Mexico. She books this excursion, and she made it sound to me like we were going to like a spa. She booked us in a sweat hut where it was like I almost died, and she almost killed me, and she was off, no longer allowed to book any excursions ever again. So that was the only time I had a rough experience. That was in like 2011, right before – because we were I'm talking about the Aztec calendar in 2012 yep. and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, oh my God, that was the worst experience. But other than that, I've always had a good experience on cruises. And we That's had a couple cool. of rough ones, but, you know, and I hear the same thing too. Oh, why are you going on the cruise? You don't get to explore. But do you know what? I went over there to uh, Ship the Beach here, which is not too far from Rome. We were so aggressively attacked from salespeople. They literally have a guy that stands in the middle. I call him the pimp. And mm. he will watch over four or five guys chasing after people. Yeah, it's bad. To sell you stuff. If I was going to Rome and that was my trip for two weeks, I would have been so miserable. Yeah, yeah. And same thing with Jamaica. That was probably the most aggressive. Jamaica was the worst. Yeah. Hey, big man, big man, what do you want? What do you need? And like, we yeah. went with, yeah, it was, Jamaica was bad. I mean, yeah. those type of places, you got to just kind of lock yourself in the resort if you're going to do a land yeah. vacation. Yep. So I said, do you know what? I said, if I do find a location that I absolutely love, I said, I'll go back. Like Barcelona and a hoppy. Absolutely yeah. love there. That's cool. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. We talked about your expertise in your, in your field. We talked about what you like to do for fun. If people are listening to this, what is the one thing they need to know about our dream kitchen and why they should come to you besides the, the pricing is great, but what is the one differentiator? We're a small business, so every little thing you do helps. If you want to talk to the owner, me, you make a phone call. You can talk to me. Let me see you do that Lowe's or Home Depot. Yeah, right. So I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to design what you want. From what I hear, most people say it takes two to three weeks before they even get their first set of drawings, and God forbid if it's something that they don't like. Right. So warranty issue, I can take care of it all right here. So, so if I'm, if I'm ready, like if I live in like one of the communities, one of the areas I work in is like new Tampa where all the homes are 30 plus years old and they're prime for your services. What's the best way to get a hold of you? How do I contact you to get the ball rolling? So you can call the office, which is the 813-654-8172. Uh, come down to our location, which is the same exit as Stingray Chevrolet on Park Road, 1008 North Park Road. Uh, you can go to the website, our dream kitchens with an S.com. So there's all kinds of ways to get a hold of me. So, so folks, if you're listening to this and you're, you know, you just need that home makeover. If you're, if you're looking to get your kitchen redone, you've been kind of, stumbling through and you it's not convenient the way it looks and it's a little awkward and you're looking for someone to give you that dream kitchen that you've always hoped for contact chris perry our dream kitchens it's 
654-8172. Chris, thank you so much for being a good neighbor. 652. Oh, okay. You said 65. I wrote 652. You said 654. So 813-652-8172 is the phone number to reach out. He will, he's the man. He's the guy in charge. Every, the buck stops with him. He's going to come out and take care of everything. Unless he's on a cruise in Barcelona, <laughs> then you're going to have to wait to get some work done. So, Chris, thanks again for being on. I appreciate you taking the time with us. You have a great day, my friend. All right. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNP. Pasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.